The Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. And then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Then they wanted to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the land toward which they were going. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Beginning today and continuing through August, the gospel is from John, chapter 6. What is known as the Bread of Life Discourse. And the New Testament readings will continue to march through Ephesians, one of the Pauline letters. For the next five weeks, I will be preaching on these texts and connecting them with the congregation values we have named here at Ascension. Outreach, calling others to service, affirmation, pointing to Jesus, and prayer. 
While the gospel points to Jesus and who we are as believers living in relationship with God, the letter emphasizes that we are reconciled to God and called to live together in unity and with purpose. In today's gospel, we hear the only miracle story that all four gospel writers include in their accounts of Jesus' ministry. Traveling across Judea and Samaria, Jesus and the disciples have drawn large crowds, and now they are on a mountainside on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee. When Jesus asks them, how will they feed the people who have gathered there to watch him heal the sick and listen to him teach? And the disciples, the very same people who have been traveling with him as he turned water into wine at Cana, healed the official's son in Galilee, and also healed the man who was born blind at Bethesda, respond anxiously. They are focused only on the scarcity of what is in plain sight and what they can hold in their hands. There is nothing in their words or actions that witnesses to what they have seen Jesus do or who they believe Jesus is. In a world where headlines barrage us 24-7, there is no shortage of situations that evoke our despair. And when we look at the immense need that exists, it is easy for us to shake our heads dismissively and shrug our shoulders helplessly, moved not to action, but to inertia. So we turn off the news, silencing the stories of people who are perennially facing the threat of famine and war. It's just too big a problem to solve. But sometimes disease or violence or evil corrupts our very own neighborhood or community and stares us in the face like those people standing with Jesus and his disciples on the mountainside. So how do we respond when that happens? Well, often, like the disciples, we look at the resources we have in hand and we scoff, quick to identify why something is impossible, why it can't work, why it's pointless to try. Maybe we dismiss the notion of miracles as obsolete because we haven't witnessed one ourselves. We bring our skepticism and our knowledge of the world and its facts and its numbers to the table. And like the disciples, we discount what we know about who God is and what God promises. Thankfully, God works in unexplained ways, then and now. Jesus instructed the disciples to have people sit down, and he took five barley loaves and two fish out into the crowd, and he fed them. Jesus knew what the disciples didn't. 
Knowledge is truth, but knowledge is more than an accumulation of data. In John's Gospel especially, knowledge is about relationship. Relationship with a God who sees the hunger that exists in this world. Hunger for real bread to fill empty tummies and hunger for hope and healing to fill ravaged hearts. And this God is the same one who meets us in those overcrowded places where the need is overwhelming and satisfies our hunger. Indeed, the text says the crowds had as much as they wanted and were satisfied. And when the disciples gathered up the leftovers, they filled 12 baskets. Love multiplies. And it recreates and it renews in places of suffering and need. And it isn't magic. Each of us is called to follow Jesus out into the world and live among God's people, sharing the good news of what God makes possible. Our participation in God's continuing work in the world sustains us. Looking at the immense need that exists in the world, we do not despair. Proclaim the hope that we have in God's power and reconciling love. Remembering the victorious power of Jesus who overcame death and the grave to bring new life to each one of us. As the church, our ministries are opportunities for us to reveal God's power in our words and our actions. Here at Ascension, one of the ways we've done that for the last 13 years is providing a hot meal to the hungry. In 2005, volunteers began preparing and serving a meal on the first Wednesday of every month. As many as 50 people would come into that fellowship hall to eat. A few years later, more congregations in our community became involved in feeding ministries, and now hungry people can find a meal every day of the week in the city of Shelby. Our volunteers continued to feed people, preparing a meal for the men's shelter when it was in the building behind our property, and even after the rescue mission opened its new facility on Buffalo Street. Throughout these 13 years, donors have contributed money and groceries to sustain this ministry. And together, everyone has provided a place for God's glory and mercy to break into the world. Later this morning, we will close this specific outreach ministry with prayers of thanksgiving for its volunteers and for its donors. And while this season of outreach ministry ends, may we always look and listen to see where God has come to meet us, remembering that often it is in the seemingly foolish ideas, the absurd odds, and even the inadequate resources that lead to miracles. Let us pray. Loving God, 
Thank you for the surprising gift of your son who is the bread of life for us all. You nurture and strengthen all who look to your hand. May we offer ourselves to the world that all may know your abundant mercy. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.